Welcome, Fibers, to another episode of High Five, the podcast, the movie podcast for people who like other stuff, too. It's time, once again, to join your hosts Q and J in the writer's room for an other stuff, too, discussion you'll definitely agree with. High Five, the podcast, is not responsible for your agreement or disagreement with our discussions, but if you don't agree with us, you're wrong. And now, on with the show. Hey, what's up, everybody? Q here. Now... I know you're wondering, what is Q coming on and trying to tell us right now? Well, I'll tell you. This week, we're bringing you something special. This week, you are getting an Other Stuff 2 episode, normally reserved for the paying Patreon members over on the High Five colon the podcast Patreon page. But this week, we're giving you a little taste in hopes that you get hooked and want to go over there and subscribe to any tier to get these additional monthly episodes. Any tier, even the lowest, at $3 a month. Come on, $3? That's practically nothing. But it's not nothing. It's something to us. So if you love us, give us those $3. It'll get you one of these episodes. And it doesn't stop there. You keep going up in tiers and you keep getting more stuff. You'll get more episodes. You'll get VHSs mailed to your house. You'll get copies of comic books. You'll get the t-shirts off of our very backs at a very specific tier. Go check it out. I am not even making that up. Anyway, we wanted to give you one here to get you wet behind the ears, and hopefully it's something you enjoy. So get ready for an Other Stuff 2 Patreon exclusive. Well, I mean, I guess it's not so exclusive now. But this is it. This is the only one. So go listen to it now while you can, and then go sign up for more. What up, Jay? Hey, also me and Q. Jay, <laughs> Q. Hey, that is me. I am the Jay. I like to be confusing. I. It's early morning. Mi- I'm like, hey, I'm you and you're me and we're all each other. Why not? <laughs> I'm you and you are me and we all scream for ice cream. <laughs> we are the world. <laughs> we we are, are each other. That's what I was about to say. We are no, each was it really? Yes. <laughs> we That's gotta change so it from we are the people to we are something else. So we, that, uh, just we, uh, I think we are each other is even more confusing. <laughs> I'm super into the <laughs> idea of just like, we are the world. We are a unified consciousness. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like we that all, old uh, what's uh, that, Rick, and, uh, Rick and Morty uh, episode. Well, that, of course, but no, I was on the, the old P.O.D. song. We are, we are <laughs> all the same person. <laughs> <laughs> we are, we are. <laughs> oh, that's quality stuff, man. Hey, so once oh, again, man. we're back. This is our very exclusive, very primo Other Stuff 2 episode that's only on our Patreon feed. It's the only place so we're you can find it, man. All- we're going to talk about all the stuff that we don't talk about in the top five episodes. So don't tell right. our overlords, uh, Project Nerd, what we're talking about. This is a secret. This is between you and I. And us and all of us because we are yeah. each other. And some other stuff too. Moody and stuff. I love your stuff. Weird stuff. Sensitive stuff. Taxing stuff. Evil stuff. Piggling little stuff. Heavy stuff. Big boy stuff. Super cool stuff you wouldn't understand. All right, man. God, I look forward to doing these episodes because literally we have no format to stick to. It's just you we, and I just 
catching up and talking and how are you well, how, li- how are the kids how's the family and then people are subjected to listening to it for about an hour <laughs> and they have to there's no choice they have yeah. to listen well little like did right you know, now if you think you could turn this off right now you can't you try not try it i dare ha! you see <laughs> exactly losers wanted, you're stuck with us i wanted to do the hamilton the you'll be back <laughs> like before, <I'm> before. <laughs> okay so uh since we're talking no format we did watch that of course because we watched it because everybody yeah. watched it why wouldn't we um and you know amanda is the, the oh my world's God, biggest yes. fan that you hey, share that can- pedestal with her Yes, can I drop can I drop some info on you? You probably know Please. this already, but I want the rest of the world to know this. I introduced Amanda to Hamilton. Yeah, she that had is, no idea. That is yeah. that is my greatest claim of fame because literally I listened to it. <laughs> I was at work at the hellscape that her and I both worked at. Right, uh, right. I was there. I it came on like Spotify because I listened to a bunch of Broadway show tunes. And it came on, and as soon as I saw that it was about history and involved <laughs> rapping, I immediately, like, I hadn't even listened all the way through it. I immediately messaged it to Amanda, and I was like, I don't know. I think you might love this. Here you go. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but I think you might. The thing is, it was so true. You love this. <clears throat> and that's so funny, because I have been curious how it came into our orbit. Like, Hamilton's one of those things where... Like every now and then you'll hear about a, you know, a Dear Evan Hansen or, a, you know, a, um, a Jersey Boys or something, you know, something sure. that's making the rounds on Broadway. Sure. But this one was an off-Broadway thing and it was so weird. I mean, they even talk about it, like how weird it sounds on paper. And so the fact that it came into Amanda's orbit first and then she brought it to me was kind of like, where did this even come from? So now I know. So thank you Naturally, very much. it um, came from me. <laughs> Well, I I never was like into the albums and as much as you guys were. Sure. But sure, I will sure. tell you, I was impressed beyond belief with the musical. Speaking of though, there were so many aspects of watching it that made it better than just listening to the songs that I had heard. Specifically, sure. what reminded me of it was the song that used in the "I'll Be Back" or whatever. Groff's walk. And the fact that he like hangs out on the side of the Dude. stage at different points in the show, I was in tears. Like he was my favorite part of the whole show outside of David Diggs. It legitimately was like, and I even mentioned, cause I got to watch it with my kids who are also no. huge Hamilton fans. I turned them on to Hamilton and we all watched it together. So the girls and I and Haley all watched it and Haley is totally unfamiliar i mean she's like aware of what hamilton is but she had never really listened to any of the music and so we went down and we watched it in the theater and i will say this that i'm jealous that you guys got to watch it dude i will tell you (laughs) it was awesome um but uh jonathan groff's performance I, I literally turned to Haley and I was like, this is a master class right now in stage acting. Like, yeah. I was like, everything, every inch of him was on. Like, he was, he was, he did this thing where he was like picking specific points in the audience and like yeah. locking eye contact. And it was just this like crazy, calm, but like 
insane <coughs> look and then do well, it's the idea of i'm a king and i own you so it's just like looking at my property i don't right. get a weird look on my face when i look at like my chair over here because right. it has no feelings i but own it. The, but it was this like almost this look of just like yeah complete subjection but i will also say it took me by surprise a and uh i was gleefully overjoyed when the amount of spit that came out of his face in the scene <coughs> yes in the his no don't change this it was just like just like spittle I, went flying i read somewhere that um uh, uh lin-manuel refused for that to be edited out like they Dude. wanted to like digitally remove it or something or like whatever. And he was like, no, it's perfect. And I it agree. Is, it is perfect. It is perfect. And it spawned a bunch of amazing like memes. Have you seen the one with the kid who's singing, singing the song? It's a TikTok. Uh, no, are you, are no. you familiar with the TikTok? The uh, one that's about to be banned somehow? Yeah, I am not. I have two teenage daughters, though, that keep me abreast of what is happening on TikTok. I have a, I have a five-year-old who likes to giggle at it. What'd you say? I do have a TikTok. Haley reminded me that I do have a TikTok. Ha-ha. <laughs> Hypocrite. Um, uh, <laughs> my, do my daughters do lots of TikToks. They are incredibly cosplay uh, literate. And they do lots I'm gonna of have cosplay to, and like things. I'm gonna they have do, to have Emma find them because she'll want to see them on there. I'm. I have to ask you this, and I know I'm getting off subject here, but it's a, other stuff too. So who cares? What uh, subject? There is no subject. Uh, do you know? I learned last night on a video call with my daughters. Do you know what a sprite is? Isn't that like an old fairy? Like from Greek right mythology, you, you would think, right? Or it also is known as a test, a tasty lemon lime beverage, right? Yeah, as well, I'm, I've heard of. I'm no. familiar with the beverage. I found out that have you seen anime cosplayers when they do like the? And for those who can't see on the video right now, sure, I, I'm like, like posing. Those, I'm like posing yeah. in different like ways. You're voguing. Those are apparently called sprites. So each no, it's called Vogues or something. Uh -huh, that's that's what I tried to explain. Each <laughs> each anime character, okay, apparently has like a set like sprite catalog that that character is allowed to do and still be true to the character. Like the poses that are still right. like allowed like, to be selfied. Like, I'm gonna make up some anime character, Mickey Mickey Yuma. Okay. So Mickey Yuma does this and this and if you do something other than this and this that's not mickey yuma that's not mickey yuma you're fucking full of shit you're not doing mickey yuma correctly it's wild dude there's like a whole subculture that i don't even like i am so tapped out I, like i'm fascinated by don't get me wrong sure of course because and you know what i'm not gonna begrudge it i'm gonna I'm going to laugh at it because I did not know it existed and I'm gleefully now aware of it. But what I'm not going to do is I'm not going to begrudge it because that would be like me having to then look back at my old self and be like looking at old high school Joey and be like, yeah, no Tatooine has two sons. <laughs> <laughs> That's true.
That's exactly like, that's, that's not that's not canon. That is that is Star Wars uh, extended universe, and it's not Lucas canon. Hey, speaking of, that's actually a perfect segue. I, a topic that I want to talk to you about. Um, have you heard the whole rumors about Kathleen Kennedy leaving uh, Lucasfilm? Mm-mm, no, like okay. is she going like to Disney full time? No, or is she starting like she's going to join. She's going to join Bad Robot with J.J. Abrams. What? So here's what I've heard. Ooh. Now I don't. This is all okay, yeah. conjecture, rumor and speculation. Mill. Oh, but... rumor mill, rumor mill. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Did you hear about hey, Gary? Becky? Hey Gary, get the union. <laughs> rumor mill. <laughs> oh, they're building rumors. I got it. That's a mill, yeah. Nice. Yeah, I got it. I and got there's it. a guy, Gary, who's head of the union. Got it. Oh, can you introduce me? me? Is can I get a can I get a membership to the union? The bosses are not happy. It's all hush hush. Got it. The the you know Tennessee's <laughs> a right to work state, so we're keeping it on the DL. <laughs> I thought the whole DL and hush hush was just a reference to the fact that it's a rumor mill. That would have been smart. It works. It works on multi so many levels. <laughs> it does. So, it's multi it's a multi-layered gag. Right. And you didn't even know it. That's how multi-layered it was. It was just I'm, ac- I'm accidentally Rick <laughs> and Morty. That's <laughs> so true. There's multi multi multiple universes going on. All right, so here's the deal. Uh so I read that Kathleen Kennedy. Uh, Disney as a whole was very unhappy with the performance of the last two or th- the trilogy, the new Abrams trilogy of Star right. Wars movies. And, and also Solo that she was, you know, very yeah, much involved, involved with. with. Exactly. So, I, I so, knew that they were unhappy with those and also talking about rebooting them. Yes. Well, essentially just like ignoring that they yeah. happened. Decanonizing them and being like, hey, those are fanfics. Here's some other, here's some real ones. So apparently Kathleen Kennedy was upset by this, obviously, because she like spearheaded everything. And And dedicated a good decade of her life. J.J. Abrams apparently started talking to her and said, hey, we work really well together now that we've done uh, several of the Star Wars films. I want you to come on as like a creative lead for... Uh, right. for Bad Robot. And so they're talking about her leaving and are you ready for this? I've heard uh-huh. that they are interested in Kevin Feige also heading up Star Wars development. Basically kind of like overseeing their their universe film slate. So MCU and as Star well Wars as Star Wars. U. But I've I've SW. heard that his like I've heard his right-hand man would essentially be Dave Filoni, who, as some may know, mm-hmm. spearheaded The Mandalorian. He also right. spearheaded a lot of the animated Star Wars mm-hmm. television series. So my question to you is, how would you feel about that? How would you feel about old daddy, old Uncle Kevin Fage? Uh, Uncle, overse- Uncle Feige. Uncle Feige. Over- overseeing everything. But Dave Filoni really being like the dude when it comes to Star Wars. Until you mentioned the name Dave Filoni, I was not okay with this. Sure. Okay. And it's not because you don't like Kevin Feige because he's done great with the MCU. I love Uncle Feigs. 
Don't mm-hmm. get me wrong. Like I'm a fan of Uncle Figs. Sure. Um, but yeah, it's kind of like I don't want him spread too thin because if sure. he starts to try and then be actively the head of both, I think both will suffer. Right, then quality like, drops think, across the board. Yes, because I think then the MCU will kind of like start shoving in things that don't need to be there because Uncle like Steve's Star Wars kind of, characters. Yeah, <laughs> they're like, guess yeah. what? Boba Fett is now a part of the Avengers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you walk, you know. Oh no, 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 no! When you have to pause it at just the right second, but when they're walking through Benicio del Toro's like you know museum, you can see a hut in the back in That's one of the right. bins. Shit. It, it's Same like universe. Like <laughs> no, whatever. And then they're like, dude, um, it makes sense. Star Wars was a long, long time ago. This is the current time. Right. <laughs> um Yeah, so stupid. <laughs> but like that's what I was a, a fearful of. But when you mentioned Dave Filoni. And it's like, okay, well, then give the oversight of the guy who has been in the Star Wars universe that has been working for the last however many years, X number of years. It's not anyone learning the terrain, and it's someone who's proven themselves to be masterfully good at manipulating and working with these characters. Agreed. So, yeah, and- I am, I'm in it with, with, the, with the Filoni clause. I am totally in it. I know. I just had like a weird. Have you ever seen Dave Filoni? He like wears a cowboy hat all the time. I think I have, and I'm gonna look him up uh, real quick. So I, I'm just picturing like Filoni claws as like a cowboy hatted Santa walking around with a bag full of Star Wars toys, and like that's it. He just like hands out like land speeders and fucking tie fighters <laughs> to all the good boys and girls. <laughs> and he kind of um, has a creepy smile. So, but I like. I mean, uh, I like the guy. So I know you haven't really watched a lot of the animated Star Wars stuff. I know you were big into the like extended universe books and stuff when you were when younger. I was growing up. Yes, sure. Um, I watched the first season of Clone Wars. Okay, and it was fine. fine. Yes, I agree. and I just haven't gone any further than that. Because I will say, because I I know I've told you before, but I'll say to anybody who's listening right, right. now. Uh, Clone Wars gets a lot better, so the later That's seasons what I've heard. are way better. And Star Wars Rebels is great. Like, well, and I that's what love I've heard. Rebels. So the reason the reason that we started, we actually it, it was during even quarantine. We a couple months ago, we went back and tried to start Clone Wars again, and we watched rewatched the first season, or the first however many episodes, I forget. But it was we were watching it. And I was researching whether to start with Clone Wars or Rebels. And they were like, well, Clone Wars ties more into the movies. And I was like, oh, okay. Sure. So I'll just, I'll start there. That seems to be the easiest entry point for me because there'll be the most familiarity. But watching it, I was kind of like, I probably should have started with Rebels because that one is, seems to be consistently thought of as better. Um, and, and I'll tell you, there's one thing about the Clone Wars TV show that it just, I, I can't get over. It's the robots. I cannot stand that they talk. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. It's not the it's, Roger, 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 Roger. It's like, hey, what'd you do last night? Went to my mother-in-law's house. Eesh. It's like, the fuck are we doing? <laughs> yeah. To be fair, it's an animated, it's an animated Star Wars. I, and I get, and I get it. And, and, and want, in that vein, you want more realism? I get, it. I get it. It's not that. It's they changed it from the movie. 
Yeah, those you're right. robots don't talk. Give me other wacky characters. It's okay, a kid show. Hold Give on. me as many wacky characters. As when's you the want. last time? Whoa, whoa, whoa! I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to backpedal you there because when's the last time you watched uh, Phantom Menace? Because they definitely are like comedic relief. Haley even pointed I mean, it out as we're watching it. They do weird, like slapsticky, like whoa, <laughs> like no, no, don't, weird. Don't, don't get me wrong. I'll take. I'll, I'll take the hit on that correction, but don't get me wrong. They're terrible in the movie too. <laughs> that's fair. But in the movie, okay. they just say, they just say Roger, Roger. And that's their that's comedic true. relief. They don't have a whole line of robots that also communicate like Kramer. That's fair. <laughs> in the movies. Like that doesn't exist. That's so fair. that's my that's problem fair. with it. It's not my problem that they're comedic relief. It's my problem that they're comedic relief in a way that doesn't exist in the movie that they're supposed to be related to. That's fair. Like that at what so- point do the robots not learn to talk and only able to say Roger, Roger, sure. but keep the other wacky actions? That's that's totally fair. I agree. And that that bothers me. And again, robots, I don't. they shouldn't be talking about like sitcom stuff. Yeah, you're right. Robots should be personal. Give me Gungans. Give me Gungans doing that. <laughs> Misa walked in on my wife and my best friend last night. It's a no good. <laughs> this a horny. <laughs> I went to go buy you the soup yesterday and the man said no soup for you. <laughs> Misa scheduled two dates on same night. Isha. <laughs> All right. I'm pretty sure everyone is convinced now that you and I should spearhead a Gungan sitcom. Just like, just takes place. In... It's called Fungans. <laughs> it's Fun Gungans. Fun, fun with Gungans. Gungans. It's Fun Gungans. Um, but yeah, they all live in a We're house. Sponsored. It's like a sorority. We're sponsored. We have a tie in sponsorship with Funyuns. Just because it's close. Because the, gun- the Fun gut. The fun Gungans eat Funyuns. Exactly. <laughs> and we have to say that a lot every episode. They're like, ooh, Misa love Funyuns. <laughs> Misa's so by, salty. Brought to you by the Lays Company. <laughs> they like, like super get into the, like the branding. <laughs> and then one Gungans in the back is like the party Gung. He's like, Misa likes getting Lays. <laughs> Then suddenly, for some reason, I just had a flash of that whole scene—the snack getting scene from uh, from what the fuck was that movie? Uh, what's uh, half baked? <laughs> with Dave Chappelle, <laughs> yeah. But they're like walking out, and uh, he's like, "So, what? Can, do you guys want anything from the store?" And they all go around. And he's like, "Ooh, get Funyuns, man! Get some Funyuns!" And then Dave yeah. Dave Chappelle's like, door. "Hey, get that one thing. What's that thing we used to eat all the time back in the day? Oh yeah, pussy. Get some of that." Yeah. <laughs> so I just imagined all of a sudden, like I had an entire scene in my head of a gungan <laughs> being like, "Oh yeah, what's another thing that we used to eat a back all the time?" Oh yeah, Dude, that's Misa a pussy. No. Misa no, Misa no, uh, Misa no, uh, Gisa sama. <laughs> I thought that I, was hilarious. That like half I, uh, totally redone with a bunch of Jar Jar Binks. See, now we need to start the Binks averse. Me and you. Yep. So let's get a hold of Filoni. Uh, we we'll find out whatever cowboy hat store he shops at in L.A. and we'll go there and we'll just yep. we'll have a meet cute. 
and we'll pitch him this Gungan universe show. And but the thing about it, we've got to we got to sink the show on an idea of one of these Gungans has to have a great catchphrase. Yes, agreed. So, so he would have to like kick open the door and be like, "Misa arrived it," or it's like, but something funnier. Yeah, <laughs> like I like Misa arrived it. <laughs> Misa, Misa arrived it. <laughs> yep, that's it. And then, and then all the crowd is like, "Woo!" I just picture like p- kids across the country just kicking open doors and being like, Misa arrived in. <laughs> their parents being like, uh, you watching uh, fun, ga- fun Gins again? <laughs> you watching fun Gungans? Misa arrived in. Mom. Wow. You just hear a canned laugh track audience in the background. <laughs> but it's the Gungan laugh track. It's like, Yes. Yep. <laughs> and then I, uh, boss yeah. boss Nass is the dad now. You remember him, Boss Nass, like the big yeah. Well, but course. he's the dad no, no, character, he's... so he's like Misa. Misa, no like it that you're not doing your homework. No, 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 boss. Uh, I, I, I hate to correct you, but Boss Nass is totally the boss of one of the Gungans, and he's like Misa, Misa Gungans. Misa boss is coming for Misa dinner tonight, scissors. We got to clean the chimney places up. And boss gun comes in, he's like, This would be great for the presentation. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. You're right. You're always right. And then, and then at the very end of the show, the, the uh, boss Nass is like, I've come here to fire you. And then the whole audience is like, Ooh. And then we go next time, next time on yeah. Fungungans. Fungans. Ah, <laughs> uh, God, that was good shit. That was good shit. Hey, speaking of good shit. Amazing. Uh, let's talk about something. Let's get real for a second. Can uh, we? Was, okay, this is something that you brought up before the show, because I brought up that I wanted to mention something during the show. Yes. We, so we were thinking along the same wavelength. Yeah. But, so my standpoint is I wanted to brag on you. Q, I okay. wanted to tell our audience that you are now a published comic book author. And if they haven't gone out and gotten the adventures of Byron at their local comic book store or ask for it, go get it. Do it. So go I wanted to brag it. on you. It got released this past week from when we're recording this, not from when it's going live, but correct. So that was, that was the thing I wanted to mention. And got, I wanted to it have got you released, talk uh, about what August it was like. August 5th. Yep. So go okay. check it out, Very guys. Cool. August 5th, please. Thank you for the plug. I appreciate it. Of, of, of course. I mean, but I want to know, like, because you and I are working on our comic book, and I'm excited yes. about the, that future. That future oh, my truth. God. But Same. now I get to live vicariously through you. Like, what's it like to be a published comic book author and everything I mean, that comes along with it? I mean, my life has pretty much changed overnight. I mean, overnight. Scout right. Comics backed up a dump truck of money to my front door instantly. They were like, "Congratulations, it released. You're an author now." Uh, they broke the door, but it's okay because you can pay it, to fix it. Exactly. Uh, I got mobbed on my way to work. Uh, not not for the comic, but mainly people uh, who are not wanting angry about to other things. Exactly. Yeah. It's a very tumultuous time in the world right now. <laughs> right. But just for you. Uh, right. Uh, no, I, it, feels, it feels really good and surreal. I will tell you this. Uh, let's, I'm going to pull back the curtain on the mystery of comic book making. So I, Chris Hamer is the ama- amazingly talented 
artist and creator yes. behind the adventures of byron he is also awesome. the artist that we're working with currently on odd fellows um which is our comic book project yes. so future plug uh which is keep, also keep, keep a mark on your calendars for a date that we don't know yet exactly well that's kind of has to do with what i'm talking about here too uh also produced by the amazingly wonderful scout comics scout comics is yes. an awesome independent comics publisher um they really, do uh really, they uh, they do uh, gut ghost which i love they do do gut ghost they do do gut ghost uh i love that one which uh uh what is the the guy who created hellboy what's the that artist name mike Mignola. oh um yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he just did a cover for a variant cover for Gut Ghost. By yeah. the way, how know, amazing would that, that be to like be <sighs> me or you and have Mike Mignola do like a cover I mean, for our uh, comic book? Oh, that'd be so cool. The door. I mean, it's there. The, he's in the mix. So, exactly. but whatever. I want to talk about yours. I want to talk okay. about Byron. So, so Chris made this comic Byron, and he asked me to write on it essentially he uh he put kind of a word vomit of an idea together for a second issue and then he gave it to me and said you know make this a story so i did that and we worked pretty closely for i don't know six seven eight months going back and forth um on everything from you know the entire writing of this uh to you know, him saying, hey, I want to give you a credit on it now. Because originally it was just a friend helping right. a friend. You know what I mean? He was like, here's this idea that I have. Can you help me make it into a story? And I was like, sure. Which I'm so surprised you didn't initially be like, yeah, but I want my name on it because that's awesome. But then again, I don't we know. just know Chris, so we love him and he's a friend. Yeah. And at the same time, it was also like, you're you're doing art for our comic book, like, I'll help you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, sure. Of course. That's I mean, we want, help everybody. Sure. sure. So uh, I, was, I, I was joking. We never asked no, for anything like that. <laughs> Except we do all the time. Um, no. So he, I get, so he was like, I'm going to give you credit on this. I was like, oh man, that's awesome. So the comic came out. So here it is right here for those who Yay, are on the, clappity, clappity, on the clappity, Patreon. Clappity. Uh, here is my name right here and i am on the inside cover right here clappity 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 uh, clappity which is fun um so here's the deal so i it got released and a bunch of people went out and bought it and uh which is very cool my local comic book shop carries it so i was able to stroll in and just pick up a very copy cool off of the shelf sitting next to aliens comic and a <laughs> batman <laughs> batman action figure so that was like a weird surreal dream come true um and the third issue is written and we're eyeing like sometime in december for a release date for that so last night i'm riding the high of this and um, I'm very excited, and I see online that uh, somebody has posted in because Chris posted about it and was you know asking people to go buy it. Somebody commented and say, "Hey, I saw this review of your book." Okay, I was, was going like, to ask how you found it, or if like you would yeah. set up like a Google alert, nope. or if nope, you like it just, obsessively like we're googling reviews. Nope, it just crossed my path, um, and it was it's a review from BleedingCool.com. <laughs> Okay, so like not a like not no. a it's like a like high schooler. No, it's like a for real. Like you are aware of bleeding cool. Nerds are aware I of am. bleeding I've cool. Bleeding cool is been a there very, many times. Like, yeah, so it's from bleeding cool, um, which was also oh, we, weird. 
Are we about to have a beef with Bleeding Cool? Is our podcast no. going to have to have a street fight with Bleeding Cool? Not at all. So I do want to. I do want to say this. So I was laying in bed with Haley, um, who is amazing and kind and a gentle, gentle, <laughs> preg- very pregnant soul right now, and uh, I was like, "Oh shit, Haley, <laughs> there's a review up for the Adventures of Byron. Let's read it real quick." And she was like, "Oh my god, yeah, let's let's read it." <laughs> So, uh, I read it, and it wasn't awesome. It wasn't... So, the the negative side of the coin of the creator. Like, you have the love and the joy and the... and the uh, the passion of the project that you put out. Yes. There's always that flip side of now there's something in the world that other people can see and talk about. And critique. And, and yeah. So Which I'm we do read... on this show all the time. So I guess that we have it Exactly. Up. And that was kind of the thing. <laughs> I was like, I want to talk about this because normally I'm critiquing other people's shit. And this is the first time somebody has like... I mean, it, trust me, it's not the first time in life somebody's critiqued me, but this is the first oh, time God, that, like, no. in, a pub, in a public forum regarding a right. piece of work that I created or, like, I worked and on. And it's not like this, it's not like, you know, when people give us comments on social or Twitter about, like, these episodes or, or like, re- reviews for this show on Apple platforms. Like, those are individuals, and, and while we love those reviews and we share them and, yeah. and, and we want you to keep giving them, please about do. them. Yeah, please, please do. But this is, like... If AV Club were to write up a review of the podcast or something like that, and it would be it like, oh, that's a... <laughs> and and then it, yeah. and then on top of that, it weren't awesome. <laughs> so, yeah. so here's the deal. So I'm going to read this to you, okay? But here's the okay. thing, and I want people to know who are listening to this, and you'll understand this because you're an artist, and I'm an artist, as, like, as uh, full of ourselves as it, it feels to refer to ourselves <laughs> as such. Uh, because and I, I prefer definitely, creator, but I, yeah, I feel like a poser anytime that I. But let's be honest, what we do, what we put out, it's it's a form of artwork. You know what I mean? So it is. I know, and I I I think of it as that. I just don't think of myself. I I, I get right. it. I get. I it. think yes, of yes, you yes. like that. So oh, uh, thank you. So here's the deal. So I'm gonna read this to you. But one of the biggest pitfalls of being a how, let's say this of being a creative. How about that? One of the biggest pitfalls like of being a creative is that you are often your own worst critic, right? You oh, yeah. Normally no, that's true. Rip, rip yourself to pieces, and so do I. Anytime that I put something out, I normally will, like, break it down, and I try very, very well, hard to stay very, very positive. And, well, and let me say, because I know that you and I are similar on this, and I imagine that people will share this that are listening, but – one of the things that I know to be true about you because it's true about me is right now you're about to read me a, probably a not so great review. And that's the one that you found. That's the one that you saw linked. Had there been a hundred reviews and 99 of them had been positive, this is still the one that you would read me and the yep. one that you'd be hung up on. Yep. And, and so, and I know, cause I do that too. Cause it's like, Oh, there was all this chatter over here and I expect, the positive or neutral chatter, but this one negative thing, this is what my darkest side thought was true. And now someone's validating it. And now this is when it's true, even though the bulk of evidence shows it to not be. Exactly. And I will say this, the writer buries the lead. Okay. Because it sounds like an amazing review. 
at oh, at the start. No. And then it turns into a not amazing review. Oh, that's so, even worse because then you get like excited and then it hurts even more. Exactly. And I did. I was like, oh my God, this is awesome. And then I was like, oh God, it's no. not. Oh, wait, what's happening? We're turning. Don't turn. Turn back. It's like when you're on a jet ski and you can't turn it away from a dock. You're like, no, no, turn. So I'm going to read this to you and I will tell you this. I don't want to like color your opinion, but Haley, I immediately took it to heart and was like, this, this review told me that I'm shit. And Haley was like, it really didn't. Like, okay. you, you are not the focus of this review. Well, okay? let's, let's hear it. So here we go. All give right. Me, give me, give me so, just this review. What do we, what do we this got? Is, here's the review from uh, uh, Theo Dwyer okay. from bleed, bleedingcool.com. All right. Here's the head- Theo, cool. Good job. Here's, here's the headline that just immediately my heart, went through the roof because i was so excited the adventures of byron comic capers review for fans of rocco's modern life well right yeah there you go okay so immediately Which, i'm like i'm, I'm like, like fuck yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, the, yeah. The Adventures of Byron is an all-new, all-ages one-shot from Scout Comics, who has recently been rolling out interesting and diverse content with their slate. Now, with this new concept from writer-artist Chris Hamer, co-writer Quentin Brodnack, and colorist Noel Sabie, that evokes classic Nicktoons, can the company continue to deliver great comic after great comic? So, so far, I'm like, it evokes Nicktoons. Big compared. Yeah. Rocco's modern and life. And I imagine in your head that's kind of what you were going for. It totally is what I was going for. Because you know me, I'm a 90s fanatic. So like I live and breathe in like the 90s Nicktoon era. That's yeah. that's my jam. Uh The Adventures of Byron has the potential to be a funny comic. Has the potential to be a funny comic that recreates the energetic and light but grimy feel of Nicktoons that many of its readers may have grown up reading. So, so far, I'm still good. I'm like, all right, that's exactly the tone I was going for. The concept and the art evokes Rocco's modern life in significant ways. And with care and attention applied to this title, it already has everything it needs to be an inventive all-ages comic. Still good. All right, Still, still, still strong. Two significant things are holding it back, though. Okay. Which are distracting from the start. The lettering and the lack of editing. Both of those problems together create an issue that is hard to ignore as the lettering is rife with typos, substantial blank spaces left within the dialogue balloons, dialogue divided between two balloons mid-sentence at random, Weird balloon shapes that strain to fit in long sentences and even smaller text sizes and different fonts used to cram in text. Any one of these issues is something a professional letterer would have fixed, which is highlighted by the fact that there is no letterer listed in the credits. It completely distracts from the story as if feels as if the reader is going through a rough pitch rather than a completed edited comic. The story itself is fine, as the trio of main characters spend the entire issue coming up with funny ideas for a comic to create. 
The concept didn't need the 30 pages it takes up and would have been funnier and punchier if a third was cut off. But the cutaway sequence to the comics the characters think up are fun and creative. A trim and punch up of the dialogue and editing could have made these scenes funnier, but all in all, it has the foundation of a good all ages comic. Chris Hamer's artwork and Noel Sabier's coloring completely saved the comic. The two of them have created memorable characters and tell the story with a visual flair reminiscent of the edgier Nicktoons. As is, The Adventures of Byron has the potential to be a great read because of Hamer's artwork. With a professional letterer, a role that has gone underappreciated much to the disservice of the indie comics, such a person could save... Uh, such a person could save and a stern editor. This could be an all ages comic that parents would enjoy reading with their kids. Okay. Well, let me, let me give you my initial impressions tell, before you tell, tell me, me any of your feelings. Yes. Tell okay? me your thoughts. Yes. Okay. Because what I want to say first is that whatever feelings you have are justified. You are justified to your feelings sure. because you, this is something you're passionate about. That review in my mind is in no way negative to you. In really? no way negative. In okay. no way is it negative to you because what you did was you wrote the story. You came up with the concepts for the cutaways. You came up with for the gags that were illustrated. And then that was what you did, right? Yeah. But, I mean, yeah. It was, I, will, I don't want to take all the credit because Chris definitely like the format of the story. I will say the last. Okay, but yes, Chris. Chris came up with a large chunk like of the it, idea then, of like, hey, we should have cutaways, and then basically, okay, I, and he was like, we should have this theme of cutaway, this theme of cutaway, and this theme of cutaway, and then I wrote basically what happens in those cutaway scenes. Okay, totally fine. So then you and Chris, and I, and so even in there, there was like the the concepts are totally fine. The cutaways are funny and creative the it, he even said like the you know it has the it has a, the feel and the writing of like the nicktoons in that era the only thing that was negative and the thing that he really harps on is the lettering and sure. typos and that's not your responsibility i mean that is you true did those i did not chris chris did all the lettering on the comic book so it is both complimentary and negative towards Chris, which I hate because I love Chris and I think he's great. And honestly, I understand what he was going for and as they're aliens and monsters and they speak in all sorts weird of like ways, exclamatory weird ways, which I get. And, but you know, maybe this guy, I didn't. am not a, le I am not a letterer. I am not, you know, I am also not a letterer in that industry um, outside of, you know, the, the connection to the industry that you and I have on the writing side. Um, so for me, and I, I want to hear how, you've, how you feel. But for me, that was in no way negative and quite complimentary to the aspects of the comic that you contributed. Okay. That's just me. So, no, no, I love that. And I appreciate that. I will tell you the rating that he gave it out of a 10, I do feel like it doesn't match what his article says. He gave it, a, he gave it a four out of 10. I mean, I would say that his article probably would be closer to five at least. Yeah, because he said the story was good. It was really the – he mainly yeah. harped on the lettering. Like, he really harped on the lettering. Yeah. So here's the parts that I took personally, and I'll tell yes, you. Yes, please. And, and I, I, is, I do want to hear. 
I think this is a great example. As an artist. Exactly. And maybe people can relate to this because maybe I interpreted it totally correctly, maybe, or incorrectly. Maybe I'm taking personal things that aren't personal. Um, So one thing that bothered me uh, was the fact that it kept mentioning basically a judicious editor was needed and that a third of the story could be removed to make it better. Um, Because... I initially wrote a much longer treatment. Oh, really? It was cut down like in half. Really? Yeah. And then, now here's the thing though. You have to remember with a comic book, I didn't write a 30 page script. My script is like a tight 12 pages. Right. The problem is, as you can see, like I'll show you this. This is two pages. Look how much dialogue is on there. Not much. Right. So I don't really understand when he says like a third of it could go away. That would be almost like a third of the imagery could go away. And I don't right. feel like that makes sense if you know what I mean. Right. Um, so so like there there was one issue that I had. Um, well, and but I took it personally from, from- because it, it said <laughs> the line if uh, a – a editor could have punched it up and made it funnier, <laughs> which, which I took offensively because I wrote the jokes and they are funny. Um, but no, but no, I no. Will- now he didn't. He didn't say. He didn't say they weren't funny. He said they could be made funnier. Right, which is true. But which as as jokers back and forth, you know to be true because yes, you have won up definitely. my jokes a lot. But, and that's a hard, but that's like a hard thing to hear because I, he says, I understand. He says what you're hearing, which is it's funny, but could be funnier. And what I hear when I read it is it's not fucking funny. Not funny and needs to be funny. Yeah. Right. You know what I mean? And, but that's a, that's a really good, like, I kind of wanted to talk about this because I think it's something, I don't know. I think it's something that people don't share. I'm not right. normally when an artist or a creative gets a bad review, their initial reaction is to go, well, fuck that reviewer. They don't know right. what they're fucking talking about. And I want well, who do you to, think we are? Who do you think we are? David Ayer. And because we ourselves are kind of reviewers, yeah. I wanted to offer a new perspective of like, instead of, like I wanted, and I want to be candid about how I feel right. and how getting a review makes someone feel. And right. I kind of hope that people listening to this who are also creatives may find some sort of yeah. uh, consoling in you're right. not alone in feeling the way that you feel when you read reviews. Well, and that's one of the things. And I and and uh, I listen to a lot of podcasts where it's just like interviews. I, what I try to find when I'm when I'm finding like celebrity interviews in particular is ones that are like not promotional. It's like, hey, how do you really fucking feel about this thing? Um, and so a lot of them that I will talk about or listen to eventually end up saying, oh yeah, I just don't look at reviews ever anymore. And I understand like if you're someone like Tom Hanks, there are millions of them a day. So it's impossible, you know, to, to not sure. look. But I think there's, there's an interesting approach to that idea of I created something, I'm happy with it, and then I'm going to put it out into the world and fuck what everybody else thinks. But as a, as a people pleaser, 
um, at a as a as a textbook satisficer as needing people's approval around me. I personally find it impossible right now. Like when we put out episodes or when we put out videos or when we put out, you know, when our comic eventually comes out, I will be obsessed with what people think about it, even though I'll tell myself, don't be obsessed with what people think about it. Don't be obsessed. You're happy with it. You worked hard on this and you're proud of it. Don't be obsessed with what people think about it. The second it's live, I'll be like, what do people think about this? What do people think about this? Exactly. and, and, and I and think that actually, comes with like decades of like having personal trainers to help you block that sort of stuff out. But yeah. I just don't have that training. I need well, to know what people, cause I'm proud of it and I want other people to share that. I will say this too. And like, this is a weird admission, but you understand this. Some of my insecurity comes from as well. And you know, you and I are creative partners. I would say that you and I, for the better part of five years now, have done the majority of our creative creative work that gets put out into the world together. Oh yeah, hundred um, percent. And so Easily. this was really my first foray in the yeah. last decade of putting out something away from that partnership. And it makes me feel even more uncomfortable because in a way, and I mean this in the kindest way possible, you're like my safety blanket. You know what I mean? Like if if everybody Uh, else in the world hates something, as long as you like it, I'm happy. You know what I mean? Like as my creative partner, your validation is the validation that I look for. So without having you to handhold me through that process on this and instead have just myself out there sure. to feel like a perceived, um, a perceived slight, even if it wasn't a slight, but to feel a perceived slight, right. It, it hits even more like raw. You know what I mean? It hits right. even more like, ah, protect me. Jay. <laughs> like, well, tell them I'll, I'll tell you two things about that statement. One is it makes me feel all warm and fuzzy like a blanket. Thank you. Uh, that, that's great. Two is I really hope at this point you're not the protagonist of some movie because that means I have to die near the third act. And I don't want to. I'm like, I'm like, I'm like your Dumbledore or. Uh, I don't want to spoil other movies, but I'm like your Dumbledore or other characters who have died because parents, <laughs> because main protagonists need them. Um, so, oh God, uh, so I never thought about it, but Jesus, I also so hope that. So that's scary. Um, so, I, I hope uh, you're this, the protagonist. Maybe I'll go. This is, this is more of a buddy cop movie. So we're going to both that's be true. okay. That's because true. neither of us are retired or neither of us are too old for this shit. Right. So we are we're, both, we're, okay. we're both the survivor girls in this scenario. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and so, so that's, that, that's, that's what I wanted to say. And let me also say this uh, without trying to, without being too saccharine, you know, obviously I watched and was on the sidelines as you were creating this with Chris and I have seen much of it and I do think it's good. I, I think it's, a very good comic i'm very jealous of it and i also feel the nicktoon angle of it so from my perspective it's something that i'm very proud of you for so i i want other people to read it i want you to keep doing it and now also the other thing and this is something that i have had to struggle with as a creative for a while and this is uh, I'll, i'll start with an analogy it's like when you write uh a screenplay or a treatment or even a paper 
Like I'll just make it generalized, a paper in high school or a college, and you're really proud of that paper. You put a lot of research into it. You get a lot of, and you get it back, and it's like an A minus or a B plus. And then you have some notes. It's like, you know, great research here. The summary but. could have been, you know, <laughs> the summary could have been like tighter to make your point a little bit stronger. You know, great job, but, but overall, great work, blah, blah, blah. And you focus on like, they hated this paper. This is such a bad paper. And you're like, I got like a 92 on it. It's not a bad paper. I feel like that because there is always room for improvement on something. I mean, you and I go back to old things that we've created a long time ago. I'm being like, oh, we need to punch this up. Or let's, oh, let's go back to the pages 12 for through sure. 17 on this and just punch it up for, because it could be better. It could be better. It could be better. And so this guy in the reviewer saying it could be better. This is issue two. Yeah, it probably could I mean, be better. Right. Yeah. And that's God, you sound, I, you are essentially, I mar my wife is you and you are my wife. Uh, <laughs> Good. Because she said, she and I don't, said the same I don't thing. mean in a negative way. It's no, just, she, she, she it also, could be better. exactly. The, the exact advice that she gave me was this is literally the first thing that you have written yeah. that has been published. The odds of it being perfect out of the gate are low you know what i mean Not like zero right <laughs> is zero she said if anything this is an opportunity to take the criticisms and use utilize them so she was like yeah. you have issue three done go back and put those same lens through issue three and go, man, are there places where I could tighten up the jokes? Could I maybe cut some out of this story? Is it over long? Like, let's take a look at it. She's like, use that as a way to I, propel yourself in the next project. I would, I would give you a challenge Q if you want it as a, okay. as someone who used to write jokes. Sure. Um, I, uh, I would issue a challenge, go back into the comic and find like, and highlight them, like print it out, highlight them sure. and find like the 10 funniest jokes that you've found that you have in there. And if it's eight lines, make it six. And if it's four lines, make it two and see if they're still as funny. See okay. if you can make them half as long for every single funny joke and see if you can either make it funnier or not reduce the funniness. I love that. Guys, people listening, that is a, just a great exercise in general. Yeah. And Jay, I will absolutely do that. I will do that yeah. with this issue. I will take this issue. Yeah. I will go through and it. And that's the thing. And, and honestly, you, read, you said you read the review last night. Uh, yeah, last right? night. Okay. Give, give yourself like a day or two and then go back to the issue and then look at it and see if you can find a couple jokes that you could edit down. Just like, okay. just for your yeah. own, for your, don't, don't like try and look at it critically. Don't try and be mean. Just like look at it and see, is there anything? Cause I do that with our episodes. Like when I go back and listen to our episodes and if it's a conversation we haven't had in a while and we're like talking about something, I'm like, Joey, make this joke, make a joke about this. And then I don't, I'm like, fuck, you missed an opportunity. That could have been funnier. That could have nice. been whatever. Oh, that's not as good. So go back and like look at the comic and just be like, could any of this have been funnier or shorter? And, and if I'm gonna, you find a couple places, that means the reviewer was right. Deal. I love it. And Jay, can we do something too? Because I want our fans to be critics of me as well. Let's do this. I'm going to put, I want to put something special out there. Okay. Yeah, do I it. I would like you, I would like you to make a post on our social okay. that 
the next 10 people that sign up for our Patreon will get okay. a signed copy of The Adventures of Byron. Awesome. And, and it'll be signed by me. Yes. This signed by nothing Jay. nothing to do with it. Yes. But, si- but Jay will sign it. it right on Byron's eyeball. But I would, I would like to do that. Maybe, maybe that will get some patrons in as well. And Just I would like them. them. Uh, but I will personally hand Join mail the out my own personal copies. So it, can we make a social post? Uh, that yeah, the next, of course. The, the next 10 that, sub, that subscribe to Patreon, let's say between August 15th and September 5th, get All right. get uh, Adventures of Byron Comics signed and by me. You can do it from this. I was going to say you could do it from the social post or this episode, but if this is the episode, you're already a subscriber. Exactly. Yeah, so. So exactly. tell your friends if you want your friends to have it, and then you can steal. This the is comic a perfect time. Exactly. This is how it's you. It's a perfect do that. time for them to sign up. Or but thanks. Or sign up your friends on their behalf without <laughs> telling them, and then we'll mail you the comic. Right, and just use your credit or debit card. It's just like a pyramid scheme. It is exactly it. Hey, I thanks. Don't, I don't know. Thanks for letting me works. talk about this with you. I mean, of uh, course, of course. This is, but I will say one thing that I'm very proud of and uh, just a shameless plug is um, so this uh, Haley's sister is a, is a teacher and she uh, bought some of these and is going to have them in her classroom. Um, And one of the things that I'm most proud of is even though it is very edgy and Nick Toonsy, it actually tells you how a story is made. So the concept of the comic book is that it steps you through how a story works. So antagonist, protagonist, um, right. story structure, that you have to have an ending. Um, so that is one thing that I'm very proud of, even though I feel like my story got criticized. <laughs> I'm teaching you how to write a story by writing a shitty story. Here you go. The there you go. Adventures of Fire. Comic capers. At a local comic book store near you um you'll get it guys it's really good thank you and hey i gotta i'm gonna send it i'm sending a copy to you as well so uh well of course i mean i need i'm gonna uh, uh, you know i'm you know i'm gonna buy it and spend money on it because i want to support you and chris but send me yours it's only if you sign up for patreon though jay you have to sign up for patreon i I have to be i will mail you a copy (laughs) oh but i was number 11 do i still count nope sorry damn it uh hey so all right so now that we've got sad news out of the way i would like to hear from our listeners though if you're a patreon subscriber and you're hearing this jay and i would love to hear your stories of the creative things that you've done and criticism you've received and how you or how how you handle or how you've been taught to handle advice you've been given go into the facebook discussion group let's chat about this like let's let's talk about it like one creative I totally forgot the Facebook discussion group. Yeah, go in there. Let's chat about it. Let's have a real conversation because I genuinely am curious what other people's experiences have been. And I would love to – let's console each other. Let's cry on each other's shoulder, podcaster (laughs) to patron. Yeah, it's a pod pat. It's like a pat on each other's back through podcasting. It's pod pat, pat, pat. Pod pod patronizing. (laughs) Um, Sure. So – 
Let's talk, let's talk good things. Let's wrap up our other stuff too conversation by talking things that we are excited about that we're right. maybe watching right now, things that are coming soon that we hope to be watching. Uh, so, so what do you we'll do a, we'll do a we'll do a quick recap. Uh, there's a couple recommendations. If you like true crime stuff, if you like documentary type things and you have HBO Max, I highly recommend the I'll Be Gone in the Dark series. Oh, I haven't seen that. What is that? Tell me about it. Oh, okay, so it's about the Golden State Killer. Like one of the oh, most prolific, shit, that, like this was Patton Oswald's wife's thing. Right? Yes. And so the documentary is like half about her and half about the golden state killer, because she Ooh. essentially did the research that got him captured. Oh, and shit. she predicted like the technologies that would be used to capture him and like the situations and like his bears like, Oh, he was probably a cop and he probably had this type of upbringing and he was this type of person. And she was right about everything. Thing, but she died before he was captured but she Shit. wrote this like book I, about him and it's the book is awesome there's a podcast about it that is great is the um, book called also the called in the gone in the dark i'll be gone in the dark because that's what he said gone. to people he's like if you scream i'll slit your throat and then i'll be gone in the dark or something like that yikes and so and so yeah so it's like a six-part documentary hbo max and it's, it's real good great Real good. And like I said, Pat Oswalt's interviewed like every episode. He's an executive producer on it. So it's half about like honoring her and the work she did and half about like the, the killer and the investigation, like what he did, but it's great. It's highly recommend. I, I very much love it. That's what we're currently have just finished. Um, and then we watched awesome. Jojo. We watched Jojo rabbit last night. Which oh, I was, still haven't seen that. How's that? It is great, dude. I can't recommend it enough. Taika Waititi right. is amazing. Just amazing. All right. Deal. And it Deal. hits heavy. It hits heavy. It's good. Does it? So, so right. tell me some things you're watching, and then we'll talk about Excited. All right. So some things that we are watching, and I'm literally going to do after we're recording today, is Haley yeah. and I are going to marathon the new season of Umbrella Academy. Okay. Okay. Uh, because yeah. we watched the first episode already, and it's so good. It is such we gotta a good series. We got to get into it. We got to do it. Uh, so we're we doing do that. It. We got to start it. Uh, so that's a high recommend. Um, that's kind of the only thing that we're really watching right now. We've gone back and we're we're like binging trash TV right now. So Haley and I. Oh are yeah, like I mean always deep in the throes of uh, Bar Rescue. Have you ever seen this show <laughs> with John uh, Taffer? We did, um, I'm familiar with Bar Rescue. We did more uh, Hell, not Hell's Kitchen, but um, Kitchen Nightmares. Our Kitchen Nightmares, 24-Hour oh, Hell and Back, and then, like, yeah. and then, um, uh, what was the one about hotels? It was one that was, like, a oh, hotel rescue yeah, or something. Yeah, Hotel Hell or something like that. That is something like that. So, we watched, yeah. we, I never made it to Bar Rescue because all the other, they're all the same. Yeah, but, well, Bar Rescue is John Taffer is, a, is essentially the uh, American Gordon Ramsay. He goes in and he fucking, right. like, he, Yells at people and tells them they're pieces of shit and th like trashes their bar and like throws things across the room and stuff. But we've been really into it. And one of the most fun things is to be like, you put on a random episode and you know, for us, it was like, uh, at this, at this bar in Omaha, Nebraska. And we're like, Oh, Hey, <laughs> yeah, hey. and then, you know, the other day it was like at this bar in Nashville, Tennessee. And we're like, Oh, hey, I, know. I know that area. Uh, so we've been watching that. We, um, we do the then, same thing with forensic files. Like her body was found in Clarksville, Tennessee. We're like, hey, oh, hey, I know that place. 
Um, and then um, I'm trying to think if there's anything that I like I've watched recently that I thought was just like super good. Haley and I haven't watched many movies and stuff together. Lately. I'll tell you the, the thing that is high on my list and I want us both to watch it and talk about it at some point is Palm Springs. Oh um, yeah. I haven't we haven't watched it yet. We want to, we haven't gotten around to it, but it's like, I hear it's good and it's Groundhog Day esque, which I know is a big favorite for you and me. So yes, definitely. Yeah. I will say um, one of the uh, one of the best things that's upcoming that I'm very excited about is Lovecraft Country, which starts Ooh. in like a week on HBO. Another another book that I highly recommend. The book is fantastic. The show looks unbelievable. Um, and you sent me that trailer and that looks yeah. so good. The, and the buzz, the buzz about the show is yeah. it, the bu- the buzz that I read from a reviewer that's seen like the first three episodes said uh, that it's in the same league as Watchmen for an HBO oh, series and said that uh, it is, it is maybe their bet, their favorite television of 2020, like so far. I can't, I can't wait. I'm, I'm pumped for that. I'm thrilled and pumped for the I'm thinking of ending things. Oh my uh, god, trailer. I sent you the trailer for that. Dude, did you watch it? Yes. It looks so yeah. good. Jesse oh, Plemons oh, oh, oh. looks so good in it. It looks so good. Oh. And we've both read that book, so we know where that story goes. So all the trailer stuff makes sense to me and you. Yes. And it's and, so and man, I did not know um that uh oh what's her name? Um oh, the, the she mom. plays the mom in it. Yeah, uh, uh, she's from Hereditary. From Hereditary. Yep. Oh, shit, I, I want to say Allison Janney, but that's not no, the actress. I'm gonna um, I'm gonna look it up. You go but, ahead. Uh, Bamp starts with the, it. starts with it. She was on United States of Terror yeah. as well. Uh, but Tony anyway, Collette. Thank you. She's fantastic, and I I cannot wait for her in that movie. Everything about that looks fantastic. Now I sent you a trailer this morning. And have you had a chance to watch it, this Judas and the Black Messiah? I haven't, but I saw that it had uh, Daniel Kaluuya in it, and I he, I, lo- I love him. Okay, so he he is one part of it. You need okay. to watch this trailer, dude. Should you, I watch you it right watch now? It, like, watch, it, watch it right Should now. I, like, yeah, react like, I want to get your live... As I'm watching it? Yes, I want to get your live reaction to this trailer, because I watched it earlier today, and I cannot... All right, I just let's can't see wait here. All right, here we go for everybody. That's the next two minutes is going to be me reacting to this trailer. So if you don't want to hear hey, this, hey, actually, what two I would minutes. No, no. What I would recommend everybody pause the episode right now, find the trailer for oh, Judas yeah. and the Black Messiah, and watch along with us. Unless you're That's in your a, car, then speed up and do it. Yeah, agreed. That's a much better suggestion than mine. All right, here we go. Are you ready? All right, and go. All right. Oh, Daniel Kaluuya. Oh, I love his accent. Oh, it's a Black Panther movie. Yeah. Oh, shit. Lakeith Stanfield. Uh huh. I fucking love them so much. Jesse Plemons. Uh huh. Ryan Coogler. Yep. Oh fuck. 
Whoa. <laughs> Is that ludicrous? Uh, yeah, and um, also uh, Lil Rel, isn't it? Fuck. Dude, that looks badass. Doesn't that look so good? That looks so fucking Mark, good. And now I understand Mark, the Judah and the Black Messiah. Because yeah, it's and, uh, or Mark, Judas Martin and the Black Sheen. Messiah. Martin Sheen is in it as Jan Hoover. Um, it just looks so good. It looks so good. And so Lakeith Stanfield is clearly playing the like Judas in this scenario. He's, he's like working an FBI, with the government. Yep, he's like an informant. FBI informant within the Black Panthers. Oh fuck. Led man. by David Kalua. I will say this about this trailer though. They use the same shot twice, which is weird. Oh, they do? Yeah. Oh yeah. So, yeah. Where Lakeith Stanfield's looking worried, and he looks out in the crowd and sees Jesse Plemons. That's the beginning, yep. and then it happens and again at the end, which is weird. I don't. Yeah. I don't know. That's my That's critique true. of the trailer, but it looks amazing, <laughs> and I will definitely it does. watch. So, so that's the the last thing that I was I'm excited about because I saw that this morning before we recorded. <laughs> I love it, dude. I love it. I'm so excited. Uh, I can't wait to watch all of this good stuff that's coming out. If anybody's listening to this who has their own ideas of what they're excited about, once yes. again, drop it on our social media, but also go to the Facebook group. Let's chat about it. Tell us what you're excited about. Yeah. Tell us the things you're looking forward to. Share some trailers with us. Let's watch them together. And, uh, and as always, you know, as we wrap up this other stuff too, follow us on social media, follow Project Nerd on social media, Project Hyphen Nerd if you're searching on the Googles. Um, uh, you know, Steal and, your uh, friend's credit make, cards, sign them up for Patreon. Yeah, share the love. Get some, get some, make our discussion groups bigger. Make these groups bigger. We love doing these. So let's keep it going. And uh, it. until next time. Bye, yeah, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, good. It's time to close the door to the writer's room once again, as this week's award-winning High Five, the podcast episode, comes to an end. Feel free to reach out to the guys with your suggestions for episode topics by emailing them at myfive at highfivethepodcast.com. That's M-Y-F-I-V-E at H-I-G-H-F-I-V-E-T-H-E P-O-D-C-A-S-T dot com. <sighs> you got that? Or connecting with them on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash high five the podcast on Twitter at high the number five the podcast Instagram at high five the podcast or on Letterboxd by searching high five colon the podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or wherever you're listening to podcasts and drop the show a five-star rating if you like what you hear. Even if you don't like what you hear, give us a high rating anyway. What's it costing you? Nothing. That's what we thought.
See you next week. And that's a wrap, everybody. Cut, Casper. That's a wrap. Cut, printed. What happens in the next reel? Cut. Okay, that's a print. Okay, cut. That's a wrap. That's a wrap, people. Now let's get the hell out of here.